morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Baer's Moving Markets podcast. My name is Helen Freer. I'm an investment writer. And on today's show, I'm happy to be joined by Menzel Pochinzi, who is the head of technical analysis at Julius Baer. And he'll offer us his wise words on how he sees the markets at the minute from a technical perspective. But I will kick things off with a quick roundup of the latest market news. So I think we can call it Central Bank Week this week. The US Federal Reserve meet on Wednesday, where they're set to raise interest rates by 50 basis points. Investors have been looking for a pivot in the Fed's tightening path. Perhaps the consumer price index figures that we get tomorrow, which could show us whether or not inflation is cooling off at all, will also be relevant when we hear what the Fed has to say. And we will also get interest rate decisions from the European Central Bank on Thursday, where consensus estimates are for a 50 basis point hike. And the Bank of England and the Swiss National Bank also meet on Thursday. Let's look at markets at the end of last week then. In the US, all the major markets closed in the red on Friday and posted losses for the week as well. Both the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq Composite lost 0.7% over the day. These moves on Friday followed the release of November's producer price index figures, which came in higher than expected. Earlier in Europe, though, it was a different picture, with all of the major indices here ending the day in the green, with investors showing a bit of optimism as China's strict COVID-19 rules were relaxed. The Eurostox 50 index closed the day up 0.5% on Friday. Treasury yields moved higher. We saw a 10 basis point jump in the 10-year yield. But in overnight trading sessions in the US, this has fallen three basis points to 3.56%. And in terms of economic data out today, then, there's a focus on the UK. Figures out just a few minutes ago include October GDP, which showed the UK economy grew by 0.5% over the month. Industrial production over the month was flat and manufacturing production grew by 0.7% month on month. And this will be taken into account by the Bank of England when they meet on Thursday this week, as mentioned. Policymakers are reportedly the most divided they have ever been, with the economic outlook deteriorating and different views on how best to use monetary policy to tackle the issues they face. And this week is set to be a week of chaos in the UK as lots of strike action starts. There's the train strikes, of course, but nurses, ambulance staff, Postal workers and border officials have also announced strikes as they continue to be unhappy with pay levels. In Asia so far today, markets are down with investors concerned about the rapid spread of COVID in China following the relaxation of the rules there. And with investors looking ahead to several major central bank meetings this week, futures were down in both the US and Europe when I looked a few minutes ago. So that's all from me for today, but let's move on to you now, Menzor. What are your thoughts on the markets at the moment from a technical perspective? Morning, Helen. Uh, From my point of view, I would like to draw your attention today to the energy market. Here we have uh, three elements. So first of all, we have the underlying commodity. Here we are looking at Brent crude oil. And you won't believe it if you don't look at the chart, but actually Brent crude oil from the peak on the 7th of March is down 45%. It's not only down 45%, it is down for the year as well. So this is in complete contrast to the news flow or to the media hysteria you hear. So basically, there is no gains uh, this year for brand crude oil prices. They are actually down. Then the second part here is the equity uh, or the stocks, the oil and gas stocks. And here we have basically a very interesting combination that 
uh, yes, commodity prices peaked in March, but these stocks were able still to advance further and outperform the market massively. So they are one of the very few sectors which are up here today, double digit. Nevertheless, last week they finally uh, sold off and it seems that they are likely to catch up to the performance of crude oil in the sense that they are most likely going into a larger consolidation. So this means that we are downgrading the sector to neutral, which implies that we will uh, reduce slightly our exposure to the sector. Um, now you know what the equities did, and uh, in the back of your mind, the question, of course, is what's going on with the bonds? So how are U.S. high-yield bonds performing? And here, basically, we can see that they are still outperforming. So here we have still no signs of risk. So they continue to outperform Treasury bonds. So the implication or uh, the conclusion might be that the decline in crude oil prices hits probably the profitability of these companies, but probably it is not uh, as severe as to hit their credit worthiness. That's all from our side. Back to you. Thanks very much for the updates, Wenzel. And that's all for today. So thanks again to our speakers and thank you everybody for tuning in. Do join us again tomorrow, but for now, have a great day, everyone. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.